Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Best Flicks. Thanks for joining me again. This is Ricky D. You can find me on Twitter, at Best Flicks Ricky D. And I also wanted to mention my podcast network, the Twist My Arm Network. You can find them at TMA Gaming on Twitter. You can also find them on Facebook, at Twist My Arm. I don't think you need an at Twist My Arm on Facebook. Just search for Twist My Arm. And finally, the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. That's a show, the uh, podcast that we've been doing about Firefly. We watch a new episode and we talk about it every Friday night. Uh, most recently, we did Out of Gas, the episode where the ship gets stalled due to a big fireball and they have to kind of look for help. And there's a lot of flashbacks in the episode. And everybody actually rated it a perfect 10 out of 10. So, excellent episode of Firefly, excellent episode of Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. It was a lot of fun. So, Check us out on Twitter at Sudden But Inevitable, or just look up our backlogs for wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any of those, and just search for the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, the same way you found Best Flicks, with me, Ricky D. So, this week I am going to be looking at every show and every movie that was released onto Netflix this month. So that is month, month of March 2021. I did toss out just a few movies. There were a couple of foreign films and that kind of stuff that I just didn't think was going to quite hit my, uh, I guess, my viewership. But for the most part, I left everything in there. I threw out very, very few movies. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be reviewing 69 different shows. I'm going to try and get that done in the next 30 to 45 minutes, so... That doesn't give me a lot of time. I guess we ought to get started. On March 1st, and I'm doing this on March 7th, so these are already out there, we've got Biggie. I got a story to tell. This is a new Netflix documentary about Biggie Smalls. Uh, if you're familiar with the rap game, I believe he was on the East Coast. Uh, he was gunned down in a uh, car. It was all about uh, gangster rap and how he was... I'm not really sure what he did to upset people, but it's a really big story that I haven't been that involved with, but I would definitely like to know more, so I might take a look at that biggie I Got a Story to Tell Netflix documentary. That one does sound interesting. We've also got Batman Begins. This was the first of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. This was a great movie, and the only thing that kind of pushes it to the wayside is how much better the next two movies were. But Batman Begins is absolutely worth watching. We've got Blanche Gardine, Bonne Nuit Blanche, uh, some French uh, foreign film about a garden, I think. I don't really know much about it. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love is a just kind of silly romantic movie from 2011. It's not for me. I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm sure it does strike a chord with certain viewers. Uh, we've also got Dances with Wolves from 1990. That was a Kevin Costner, something I like to refute, refer to as boomer movies. Uh, my parents love Kevin Costner and everything that he does. Uh, personally, I find everything he does to be extremely ingenuine. He's always, like, uh, his movies and his TV shows, like Yellowstone, I've seen way more Yellowstone lately than I'm comfortable with. But uh, there's always interactions with Native Americans, and it always comes off as very disingenuous, and it's like Native Americans want something that they don't deserve, but at the same time didn't 
everything here belonged to them. I don't know. Maybe it's just my political standpoints are creeping in, but I Kevin Costner just kind of creeps me out a little bit. I'm not a fan of his what he does with his films. Uh, a little bit lighter moving forward. DC Superhero Girls Season 1 coming out March 1st. Uh, if you like DC Superhero Girls, this is right up your alley. I'm probably going to skip it. I Am Legend. Uh, back when Will Smith was just crushing it in Hollywood, this was a really big movie. I think it ended up being kind of a disappointment. Like, we don't really know what the monsters are. Are they vampires? Are they zombies? Are they their own one-off thing? Are they genetic mutants? Because uh, Will Smith ends up being this weird geneticist and he's trying to cure them through DNA tampering. It's worth watching. If you've got an extra hour and a half, it's fun. There's a dog. There's lots of monster killing. Uh, Will Smith is just acting his ass off the whole time. So it's worth watching, but it's not going to change your life at all. We got Invictus 2009. This was a sports movie directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, again, not a super big fan of the Clint Eastwood movies. They all seem a little boring, a little generic, a little kind of rah-rah for the general protagonist. They, they just don't do anything to excite me. They don't take any twists or turns. They just kind of charge forward. But a lot of people like that. So Invictus is also on Netflix now. We've got Jason X. This came around 2001. This is when they were kind of millennializing or futurizing a lot of different stuff. And that included Jason Voorhees. Uh, they brought back all the Friday the 13th movies. Well, I guess they didn't bring them back. They just took a look at those Friday the 13th movies. They brought back Jason because they were looking for more horror film icons. And they gave him a new suit that was very futuristic-y. It was all metal and bloody and instead of his old leather get-up. All right, we've got Killing Gunther. A hitman. Oh, sorry. Uh, Killing Gunther is a movie where, I guess, a whole bunch of hitmen band together to kill the world's greatest hitman. Which, okay. It's a thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I can recommend it. But if you if you just kind of like those generic dude action movies, I bet this kind of might be your thing. We got Lego Marvel Spider-Man, Vexed by Venom. Uh, if you got a kid, throw it on. Get yourself an extra half an hour, 45 minutes time away from your kid. We've got Knights in Rodantha. Uh, just kind of looks like a boring romantic drama film. Not for me, but maybe your mom, maybe your girlfriend wants to watch. Power Rangers Beast Morphers Season 2. Can I say very excited? No, I can't say that about this. Uh... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of kids' movies in here that just can't say I'm excited about. But, you know, it's cool that it's included. I recognize that there are a lot of kids watching this Netflix and parents that kind of need to offload their kids a little bit. Give, them, give themselves a break. Rain Man, coming to Netflix, March. Uh, this was Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, maybe? Uh, they're playing a autistic man who ha also has savant syndrome. Um, it was interesting. If you haven't seen this movie already, you 
you probably know something about it. You probably have been pushed in that direction. You probably know something about the movie. I think it won at least a couple different Oscars. And that's relatively interesting because I don't think this is the kind of movie that could be made in 2021. So, an interesting interesting thing to look at. Next up, we've got Step Up Revolution. Um, I remember a bunch of Step Up movies coming out when I was in high school. They're just kind of dance movies. Uh, I'll be honest, I've been watching Glee while I was researching all the different shows on here. Uh, my first foray into Glee, and I'm enjoying it more than I'd like to admit. So, for all I know, I might actually like Step Up. But hopefully I'll never know. Alright, we got Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny. This kind of unleashed Jack Black's career as far as I was aware. I think it kind of took him out of the niche category and threw him into the mainstream. So, Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny, this is a really funny movie. Uh, I like musical comedy. Uh, I liked Weird Al when I was eight years old, and these days I still enjoy musical parodies, so this kind of stuff is definitely right up my alley. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, we got The Dark Knight, part two of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Again, amazing movies. I'm not really into the superhero genre. I don't know what's going on with Marvel these days. Uh, everybody and their mom is talking about WandaVision, and I don't know who WandaVision is or who they are or what them is, am, are, but the Dark Knight trilogy, super, super good. I, if, the, if superheroes were all, superhero movies were all like that, I'd be just all in on the Marvel thing. Pursuit of Happiness, another Will Smith movie. Uh, I believe he was like a traveling salesman in this movie and he had some kind of event happy or event happened to him and it made him more interested in actually uh searching out happiness rather than searching out financial gain was the big thing in this movie and i think he was a little bit toned down in his acting uh will smith has a tendency to either be screaming at fake aliens and fake monsters like independence day and uh, aforementioned I Am Legend, or occasionally he will tone it down for something like The Pursuit of Happiness. We've also got Training Day. If you didn't see Training Day, this is not unlike The Wire. Uh, it's about a rookie cop that meets up with a Los Angeles narcotics officer, and that narcotics officer is actually corrupt, and he wants to include the rookie cop into his... Uh, corrupt dealings. So that kind of reminds me of HBO's The Wire a little bit, where there's all these drug deals and corrupt cops and narcs and yada yada. But it, that stuff's right up my alley. And I've got the page up right now. It's got a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's fresh, baby. Uh, two Weeks Notice. I think this was a Sandra Bullock movie. Uh, based on the name of it, I would guess she gave her two weeks notice to her boss. And based on my knowledge of Sandra Bullock movies, I bet they fell in love after that. Uh, not my bag, but, you know, Sandy Bull, not a bad gal. Uh, if I were going to watch a chick flick kind of thing with a girl, Sandy Sandra Bullock is not a bad choice. And finally, the last movie released on March 1st. Don't worry, we got plenty of time to go was year one this was michael Sarah, 
and I can't remember who else was in it, but it was kind of a caveman throwback comedy. Uh, I'd generally give it a shot. I'd throw it on in the background uh, just for, I enjoy Michael Sarah's kind of cutesy, quirky comedy kind of thing, but I wouldn't dedicate two hours to it. I'd just kind of let it play in the background. All right, so it's going to speed up a little bit from now. Uh, obviously, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, those guys, they like to drop the bulk of their product on the, at the very beginning of the month, but they also intersperse a little here and there throughout the month. So I'm still going to hit on those, and most of these are going to be Netflix originals moving forward. So we've got Black or White, a 2014 Kevin Costner film again. Uh, I did a little research on this one. I guess Kevin Costner is uh, in the middle of a custody battle for some parents, and it there's a race issue, hence the black versus white. Black or white, pardon me, that's the name of the film. Black or white, not black versus white. Uh, and like I was saying earlier, when Kevin Costner takes on political issues, it always feels disingenuous to me. Uh, it always feels a little bit like he's reaching and pulling people in an awkward direction. And I'm really, it just leaves me with kind of a dirty feeling when I'm watching and I'm reading under, you know, there's what's going on on the screen. And then you always kind of try and read the messages and the symbolism underneath. And I just feel icky when I'm reading underneath Kevin Costner movies. So we've also got Word Party. This is a Netflix show. They're dropping season five. It's a family or kids show. Uh, looks like it was put out by Jim Henson's company. I don't know if Jim Henson is alive or making anything anymore. But, of course, his name still persists, and it's coming from him. It looks kind of cute. If I was going to watch something with my little four-year-old niece, I wouldn't be against watching this. All right, March 3rd. This one has a couple that I was excited about. This one has Moxie. I was real excited about this. I've been posting trailers for Moxie all over at uh, D on Twitter. Uh, this is a film... It, it looked very Mean Girls-esque. Uh, it's about a girl who's kind of getting picked on at school, and she doesn't like the hierarchy of jocks and cheerleaders and freaks and geeks and all of this and she ends up making this newspaper book type thing and distributing it herself uh, and I think moxie is a term that means like chutzpah I guess if that's uh if that clarifies anything uh and she starts kind of tearing down some of the societal secrets that are keeping everything in place and everybody really enjoys what she's doing and they draw hearts and stars on their hand to show support for Moxie. And um, written by Amy Poehler, who was a big part of Mean Girls. And I just, I really like that teen girl power kind of stuff. I say as a fat white guy in the, in the basement here. Uh, there's something about that female teen empowerment that... I just think is so important and it gets me kind of emotional because god teen girls just it's not a good time in high school for them right and there's been a real pushback lately to 
do something to empower those girls. And I think it's great. I just love those kind of movies, even though they're not marketed to me. They just hit me square in the chest, and really, I do love those. Uh, Also March 3rd, Murder Among the Mormons, a Netflix documentary. This one looks really good. Uh, It's a lot of talk about the Mormon. I think it's a three-part documentary, and they're talking about the Mormons. Uh, There were a couple bombings in Utah, and one of the bombings involved like a high a high-ranking religious person in the Mormon sect, and when they found, like, a briefcase in his car, it included documents from the Mormon Bible that they didn't want to get out. I'm, I'm straying off course a little bit here, but then everything was, the Mormon church was trying to be more secretive, and, of course, we all know all the churches have layers of what they want to tell you, what's public, what's private, uh, everything like this, and they kind of uncover it. And personally, I really enjoy the Netflix documentary, like the entire styles, the everything they're doing, the Netflix documentaries, the HBO documentaries. Uh, last night, I watched the Britney Spears documentary on Hulu. I think it was a Time Magazine piece. It came out on FX originally. Uh, but yeah, all these documentaries that are hitting us lately are super duper good. And Murder Among the Mormons is one that I am planned to, I plan on watching by the end of the week. Uh, Also for March 3rd, we have Parker. It kind of looks like a generic Jason Statham movie. It's, uh, he's a thief, but he's got a code of ethics, and the other thieves don't want him to break his code of ethics, but that's not the kind of thief that Jason Statham is. Uh, you might like it, you might not. It doesn't seem like my kind of thing. But again, like I said earlier, if you want a good bro movie for hanging out with the bros and having a couple drinks and, you know, shouting over the movie. Throw on Parker. Why not? March 4th, we've got Pacific Rim, The Black. Looks like it's going to be a Netflix anime. Uh, If you remember, Pacific Rim came out. I think there's been a lot of iterations of Pacific Rim since then. But in the early, like, I guess 2009-ish, I would say, the first Pacific Rim movie came out. And it was just these gigantic Japanese monsters fighting each other. It was very Godzilla versus Mothra and King Kong and all of those guys. But they were like big mechanized monsters and they weren't from traditional cinema. They were more, they were original, I guess. Uh, One of the issues with it was, like always has been the issue with Godzilla and King Kong and all these. When there's two giant monsters fighting each other. You can ramp up the scale on both of those, but it doesn't really matter. It has to be something big fighting something small to make a difference. And then somehow the small creature has to find a way to take down the big creature. Think Ewoks taking down an AT-AT. That's more exciting versus King Kong and Godzilla duking it out. They're both super creatures, so what are we even dealing with? Uh, we've also got Dog Washers. This is a Netflix film. Uh, this was a... I think it was a foreign film. Uh, by foreign, sorry. Uh, you guys don't even know where I am. I'm in the United States. So when I say foreign film, I mean something made outside of the United States. Uh, I believe this looked like something that was made in Argentina. It's a drug smuggling movie. Uh, I oftentimes kind of just overlook anything that isn't really... An American film because it's just it wasn't made for me basically 
Uh, but this one looks really good. It's a drug smuggling movie, and it kind of looks like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels style. Uh, I think that was Guy Ritchie that made that. He has a very unique directing and artistic style. So that's what I saw out of Dog Washers. It might be kind of interesting, so I'd give it a shot. <clears throat> we also have Nevenka, Breaking the Silence. Also, not an American film. With Nevenka, this looks like it's a documentary about a Spanish citizen successfully suing a Spanish politician for sexual harassment. Uh, I believe the crux of this is this is the first time it successfully happened, uh, and it's just, it's not particularly easy to sue a politician for sexual harassment. Uh, it's not easy in the United States. It's not easy in Spain. It's not easy in uh, China. It's not easy anywhere to sue a politician. So they're kind of looking into what she did to get justice, I guess, against somebody who had more political power than herself. We also have Pokemon Journeys, the series, part four, Netflix family. I have to imagine we all know what Pokemon Journeys is going to be about. And Sentinel, this is another foreign film. It looked like a French spy, <clears throat> sorry, a French spy thriller movie. Uh, this is a Netflix original, and that's about it. Spy thriller from the French, who does it better? All right, we're moving into March 8th. We've got Bombay Begums and Bombay Rose. It looks like there's going to be five of these Bombay series movies, but it looks like they're about ambitious businesswomen working in Mumbai. Uh, I'm sure it's a different culture. They've got their own struggles, their own difficulties. I probably won't be watching it, but if that sounds like you, you got five movies coming your way. We have The Houseboat. This was a German Netflix original movie. Uh, I watched the trailers. It's all in German. Kind of looks like they're just fixing up a houseboat. Uh, but some people could be really into that. The The home improvement genre is blowing up. And why not fix up a houseboat? Uh, we also have Starbeam Season 3 Netflix Family. Kids show with a female protagonist is basically what Starbeam is. March 10th, we're moving on forward. Dealer, a Netflix original French show about filmmakers getting into a gangland. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading what I'm writing now. This was a French movie about filmmakers, like they're going into this weird gangland area where there's active shootings and active gang warfare, etc. And they're trying to shoot a music video, and it's all told in found footage style, the movie is. Uh, I don't believe it's... Um, a documentary. It just says Netflix original, so it's just a story. But I always kind of like those found footage style movies. Uh, it always leaves a lot of suspense. They always they dole the information out to you in 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 the wrong sequence, so you have to put everything together yourself. And that could always be fun. So Dealer, the that's what that movie is. Uh, we also got Last Chance You. This is. A Netflix, this is a documentary series about some kids who are in community college football. Uh, they ended up getting there, they ended up there because some troubled paths, uh, maybe some, what, whatever choices got them into community college rather than an actual university, but they're fighting their way to get to a Division One school 
so they have a chance to actually get on a football team. Because if you're playing community college ball, there's very, very minute chance. But if there's a documentary crew following you around, might up your opportunity a little bit. We also have Marriage or Mortgage, the Netflix original. This is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, marriage industry has been just shattered during COVID. Uh, all the people that do the catering, all of the roses, all of the... Basically, the entire industry has been shut down. They can't really do anything. I've been hearing like several of the podcasts that I listen to, there's members kind of in the background that they just have them come into the podcast and talk about how bad is your wedding going like tell us the story of your wedding destruction uh so this movie marriage or this original marriage or mortgage is looking at people and going hey do you want to have a forty thousand dollar wedding or do you want to put forty thousand dollars down on a mortgage and i'm sure that uh they wander around a little bit before they come to that question because it's going to be an actual show but that's really the ultimate question isn't it all right moving forward to march 11th the block island sound it came out in 2020 this is a horror movie that came out last year it's got a 96 percent on rotten tomatoes i don't remember hearing anything about it i'm not much of a horror movie guy but it's coming march 11th the black island sound the block I apologize. The Block Island Sound. I'm doing a lot of talking, and my tongue is getting tired. We've got Coven of Sisters, a Netflix film. This is a movie about, uh, basically, it's set in 1609. There's some girls that are conducting witchcraft, and they're being hunted for it. So, Coven of Sisters, call it Netflix Crucible, I guess. March 12th. We've got Love Alarm, Season 2, Netflix Original. This is a young romance show. It kind of looks like it might be a Chinese program to me. Uh, Would Mandarin be correct? Maybe a Mandarin program? Uh, uh, Pardon my ignorance. I'm trying to... I'm putting out feelers to learn, I guess. But this is a movie about... This is kind of a young romance type of show. Uh, And somebody designed an app your phone that uh, chimes when someone that is interested in you is nearby okay I guess Uh, I'm sure it's super cute and everybody in it is young and sexy and attractive and whatever but pull that in the real world and all of a sudden there's all these creepy guys in the bar staring at you making your app go off I don't I don't know about love alarm I don't know how well that would translate all right, March 12th, we've got The One. This is a Netflix original. A researcher finds a way to match DNA and find your perfect partner. Or do they? Uh, this is a movie that uh, looks like just somebody is working on the Human Genome Project and they find a way to go, all right, well, Mrs. Smith, you belong with Mr. Johnson. You are the perfect pair. Here you go. Go get married. Have a happy life. Off you go. But obviously, that wouldn't work because it's going to cause problems. Are are those people already in love with somebody? Are they in the right geographical part of the world? Uh, All kinds of different questions. So I guess they first 
present a solution and then they look at some of the problems that would come with that. That is not a documentary, that's just a movie. Paradise PD Part 3. This is kind of a dumb Netflix cop show. It's animated, it's silly. Uh, I haven't watched much of it, but I guess this is season three for you. Uh, if you like dumb cop humor, I imagine they do a lot of making fun of police officers. I imagine they also... I imagine the comedy lies on all ends of that coin, all ends of that dice, I guess. So, might want to give it a try. It doesn't seem like it's for me. But March 12th, there is a third season coming out. And also, on March 12th, we have Yes Day, a Netflix film. This is a family movie. Uh, where the parents basically say yes to everything. Uh, maybe their kids were, <clears throat> pardon me, I guess their kids were complaining that they say no all the time, they don't let them do anything, and so the parents say, all right, we're going to say yes to everything, and there's your movie. All right, March 15th, we're halfway through the month. Halfway through the month, and my tongue is tired. We've got Bakugan, Armored Alliance. Um... <laughs> Bakugan is another one of those silly, I think it's uh, similar to Pokemon and Digimon, but maybe these are big robots with armor? That's what my brain is pulling out and telling me. Uh, so it's kind of kids, it's kind of young adults, uh, but it's not for me. Uh, we've got the BFG. Everybody knows the big friendly giant, the Raw Doll book. Uh, they came out with a movie in 2016. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit old for that, but if you have any kids that want to watch The Big Friendly Giant, or maybe you're just a huge Raw Doll fan, and you want to check out what that movie was about, uh, March 15th is coming to Netflix. We also have The Last Blockbuster. This was a, Net or this was a documentary that came out in 2020. Uh, from what I remember, The Last Blockbuster was in Alaska. I seem to remember John Oliver talking about that at some point, but this documentary probably talks about the owner and how they're trying to keep it going and just the struggles they're going through. And it's probably also a little bit of discussion on how futile that is, right? I don't see any other choice, but that there's no choice but the fact that the last blockbuster is going to fail. But moving forward, we have The Last Pirate Kingdom. This is a Netflix original. Uh, this is, takes a look at what real Pirates of the Caribbean would be, lo would be like uh, if it wasn't just a silly Disney film and uh, we were actually looking at real Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's a documentary. It comes up as Netflix original, at least from the website that I was looking at. But from the description I was reading, it's supposed to be fairly documentary style. So... Uh, the pirates are supposed to be uh, kind of well-spoken and doing a decent job of sharing, but they're also actual pirates who are going around thieving. That could be cool. All right, March 17th, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. This is a Netflix documentary. Uh, if you remember when Lori Laughlin was the talk of everybody, I think this is a little bit pre-COVID when... There were a few less fires to discuss, and everybody was talking about Lori Laughlin. She was the mom on, or no, she was, was she Aunt Becky on Full House? Was she, 
Um, there was another Friday night show. Oh, man, I can't believe I can't think of it right now. I don't think she was on Full House. I think she was on the show that came up after Full House, and I am just ashamed. I'm going to pause my recording. Thank you for sticking with me on that. The show I was looking for was Step by Step, which Lori Laughlin was not in. She was Aunt Becky in Full House, but uh, for some reason I was sidetracked and I was looking for Step by Step. So, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. Uh, to get back to where I was going before I went so far off track, uh, Lori Laughlin is the one that, like, she paid the lacrosse team or the people that were in charge of his, her daughter's lacrosse scholarship so that her daughter could be accepted to an Ivy League school. And it was basically bribery, and she got came, they came down on her hard for it uh, because you can't really buy your kids' education. They, it has to be earned, and they, just, they wanted to make an example of her. So uh, if you remember that talk, they've got a documentary coming out March 17th all about it. All right, moving on to March 18th, we have Deadly Illusions. Uh, this one just confused me. I didn't understand anything that was going on, so I'm going to read the synopsis to you straight. A best-selling female novelist, suffering from writer's block, hires an innocent young woman to watch over her twin children. As the novelist dangerously indulges in her new bestseller, the line between the life she's writing and the one she's living becomes blurred. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what this movie's about. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I can't recommend it to anybody. So, we've also got the Fluffy movie. Uh, it has to be about Gabriel Iglesias, comedian Fluffy. Uh, I don't know if it's his stand-up or an actual movie he was in, but it's coming to Netflix. Uh, Nate Bargatze, The Great Average American. This is another Netflix comedy special. I'm not a huge fan of Nate Bargatze. I don't... Uh, he just doesn't stick out as one of the great stand-ups to me, but I do love a lot of stand-up, and there's a good chance this one's going to be playing in the background while I'm on my computer doing something else. And then Skylines 2020. This, I guess this is the third movie in the sky... Uh, sorry, I keep giving the year because I typed it out on this sheet that I'm reading from. Uh, Skylines, a movie from 2020. It's the third one in the series. It looked like it was a Vietnam film. Uh, the ratings were terrible. The amount of money that they made was pretty, pretty devastating. So I can't recommend anybody watch any of the Skyline series. Uh, March 19th, we're getting to the end of the year or end of the month. Alien TV season two. It's like a Netflix family show. Uh, if your kid likes aliens and robots and creepy gooey stuff maybe you should have them watch alien tv and then country comfort another netflix family show uh this is probably just a netflix show about uh living in the country uh, a little more family friendly a little more animal friendly a little more just kind of middle of middle america kind of stuff 
uh, because we don't really get a lot of that out of Hollywood and into Netflix. You don't get much middle America. It's always representation from the coastal states. Uh, Formula One Drive to Survive Season 3. Netflix original. Uh, they're just driving Formula One cars. I'm sure there's lots of interviews about drivers, uh, people making the cars. If you're into Formula One, you probably already know this is coming out and you're dying for Season 3. Everybody else, probably not super interested in Formula One, but I'm glad they're making it, I guess. March 24th, Seaspiracy. Uh, in this documentary, it was basically a ocean environmentalist. She's doing a lot of research. She's making her documentary. And, oh, I'm going her, and I don't even know. I'm just assuming a doc an environmentalist is a her. That's interesting. I'm going to leave it in there because I'm just curious. I thought that was a curious way that that came out of my mouth. Uh, but I guess when that person is doing all of this research, they find a lot of data that's pointing towards global corruption. Like all of the big companies are working together. And I guess it's just there's evidence pointing towards corruption. I haven't seen the movie yet. It doesn't come out until March 24th. But if I could just throw in two cents on that. I think a lot of companies just do what is ever whatever is easiest for them. And as long as there's no regulation stopping them, they'll do whatever is easiest and cheapest. And I'm afraid that might look like a conspiracy sometimes. And that's why there's so many regulations on everything. Because the easiest and cheapest thing isn't always what's best for everyone especially when corporations grow to the size that they are today. So, Seaspiracy. I will definitely be watching that. March 25th, Caught by a Wave, Netflix film. Uh, I guess it's just this love story about kids growing up too quickly. Uh, there's a lot of romance stuff coming. I guess there's... It's always a topic that certain people are going to be drawn towards. It's not my thing. Uh, if I'm going to watch a love story, I want it to be, you know, encapsulated in something like Wedding Crashers, where there's a lot of hilariousness going on, and you're just laughing, and you're intrigued by something else, and there's also, by the way, there's some people falling in love over here. Uh, shows that are just entirely about falling in love, like all of those just gut-wrenching uh, Hallmark movies... I cannot watch any of those Hallmark movies because there's nothing going on. You turn it on and you see these two people look at each other and you go, oh, well, in the next hour and a half, they're going to fall in love with each other. I already know what's happening. So it's just not my thing. And then we have Dota, Dragon's Blood. I think D-O-T-A stands for Defense, Against the Ag uh, Defense of the Ancients. Last time I knew, Dota was a... Warcraft video, like a Warcraft minigame, uh, but this is a Netflix anime now. Uh, I don't know, maybe some of the like nine, ten year olds. It's not, it's got the word dragon's blood in it, so I'm sure it's gonna have some swords and shields and you know, leather armor and all of that kind of fun stuff. And your kids might like it. Millennials season three. This is another uh, foreign, foreign program. Three young couples in Argentina that work together and are also in love. Uh, I don't know. It's, 
it just kind of sounded like another generic romance program, but they're up to season three, so they must have something going on. Uh, Secret Magic Control Agency is another Netflix family movie. Uh, kids, it sounds like just some people that are in a secret magic control agency, I guess. It's like the FBI for wizards. All right, March 26th, we are wrapping it up. We're almost done. We've got A Week Away. This is a Netflix film. It's a teenage movie about finding love at a summer camp. Another one. Another movie about finding love. But it's called A Week Away. It's a kid at summer camp. Uh, I never went for A Week Away at summer camp. I could definitely see people that have those memories being drawn towards this movie. It's not mine. We've got Bad Trip, a Netflix film. This is a scripted buddy comedy written by and starring Eric Andre. He's kind of a divisive figure in comedy. I really like Eric Andre. Uh, basically, you never know what he's going to do. His comedy is just so ridiculous that it you never know where that ball is going to be coming from. So I'll watch Bad Trip. I like Eric Andre. I don't think he's a prolific comedian, but I always appreciate his flair for surprise. Big Time Rush, seasons one through four, coming to Netflix. This looks like a Disney Channel-esque show about a young boy band. Uh, there were... It, eh, it reminded me of just like kind of Drake and Josh and the Jonas Brothers and all of that. But there was... I would actually watch Drake and Josh because it's kind of got... It reminds me of that stupid Nickelodeon kids' humor. This just seems about sexy 13-year-old boys to drive 13-year-old girls crazy, basically. Oh, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. All right, this is... Uh, we've also got croupier. I guess the a croupier is somebody that works in a, um, a casino and they work, like, either at a blackjack table or a roulette table or something like that, and they assist in doling out the money... They assist with... They're, they're not a dealer. They pay attention to what else is going on on the table, and they help dole out the uh, winnings, and they take the casino's winnings, I guess. But uh, Croupier is a movie from 1998 about a novelist that becomes a Croupier, and then he decides that a book about being a Croupier would be something good to write a book about. Uh, I've never heard of this movie I kind of wish I could go back to an hour and a half ago when I did not know about the movie Croupier because it sounds super boring. So I'm going to go right past that. The Irregulars is a Netflix original series. Uh, it looks like a spinoff of Sherlock Holmes. Like a direct, like they almost, uh, they're in the same timeline and like canon as Sherlock Holmes, but they're just other people. Uh, but they, they're investigating supernatural crimes and it's very Sherlock Holmes-esque, but we're missing Sherlock. We've got Magic for Humans by Mago Pop. Uh, this is a Netflix original and it's basically a magic show. This is uh, the guy that makes it, Mago Pop. He claims that none of his magic tricks are tricks of editing or tricks of the camera they're all sleight of hand and he's doing it as a netflix show that'd be kind of cool 
I remember like old, was it Thursday night on Fox when they used to have like the masked magician and all of those magic shows. I think Penn and Teller came through a couple times, but you know, I miss having magic on TV. That was kind of cool. And finally, I've got one more, and this is probably what I'm most excited about for all of everything coming out in March on Netflix. And I'd also like to say I'm ashamed that I completely forgot about this series. March 26th, we're getting season two of Nailed It. Who watched Nailed It? This is the only baking show I've ever seen, and I've laughed more uproariously than basically any other of this reality style TV show ever made. So this Descart- this stars, not stars, the host is Nicole Byer. She's just this big, raucous African-American woman who is just, she has so much fun at her job. She's so in love with life and everything is just so great around her. Like her, her uplifting mood penetrates the tv screen and she makes you enjoy it just as much as she is i think she's also uh hosting the current season of uh <laughs> supermarket sweep if anybody's watching supermarket sweep uh she's also hosting that but nailed it is they give a couple of bake they give a team of two bakers a very short amount of time to produce a very professional looking cake It's either a cake or a cupcake or some kind of bakery dish. And they have to make this like extremely professional, very cool looking cake in a small amount of time. And it always looks terrible, but you can see what they're going for. You can see what they're attempting at. You get to see them like struggle and fight with their partners and with their equipment and everything. And Right now, go watch season one of Nailed It. Make sure you get through by March 26th and make sure you're ready for Nailed It season two, Double Trouble. There's also a like a very straight-laced British judge. Uh, he's very Gordon Ramsay-esque. Like, he's like a good-natured Gordon Ramsay. And him up against Nicole Byers, just her raucous nature and his straight-laced abilities are... Oh, they make such a good team, and I can't believe I forgot about season one of Nailed It, and I'm going to go watch more this week. I think that's about it. I've covered 69 different programs coming to Netflix this month. I think that ought to hold you for a little while. I'll be back next week. This is Ricky D, at Best Flicks, Ricky D, the Twist My Arm Network, Don't forget to follow the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I'm out. Thanks for coming with me.